Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete. And joining him is his wife, Diane. Hello, my wife, Diane. How are you doing today? Pretty good. <laughs> a little tired, we'll say. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've had a busy day today. Mm-hmm. Wasn't just an ordinary day for you, was it? Uh, it was not. It was a little out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are doing some, making some changes to their basement because they had 70s carpet and 70s decor and it's... 2017. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a part of me that, I don't know, I, I, I don't even know it as long as you do, but I, I, I'm capturing the nostalgia of it, and it's like, it's kind of sad to see something with that much of a legend go, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Whether that is the case or not, it just, it's got so much history, right? It does. It does. Uh, but it's uh, been captured in many photos yeah. over the years, and it's just nice to make it, you know... They've always had ideas about kind of changing up the space a little bit, and I think it looks really nice, but they wanted some assistance with uh, there are these two support poles down there, and they used to be covered in these giant fake brick things. Yeah, those were ugly. Those can go. Yeah. Yeah. So those are gone, and basically what they found is they uh, found these pieces of plastic that are supposed to like slot together, Mm. Um, but... And in the videos online or wherever, you could just kind of lightly tap them together. No, that was not the case. We had two pieces of wood on either side and we had to clamp them to get them to close. And that's why you were trying to glue it? Um, And then on the inside, so um, the structure, once you do clamp it together, there would have been space between the support pole and the piece of plastic material. Um, so my dad's working with uh, a handyman and they glued pieces of wood so that the wood would, um, directly touch the pole. So the thing wouldn't jiggle around with wood glue with, uh, some kind of gorilla glue. Oh, like what I have right in front of me. Yeah. Except it's one that reacts with water or something. Huh. I don't know. It's supposed to be pretty strong. So, and supposed to stick to all surfaces or something. So there was some gluing involved and there was some kind of clamping together. And my mom was holding one part and I was holding another part. And my dad was doing the clamping and Jeez. yeah, sounds, sounds very involved. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I, we were talking because they watched this video and it was so easy to put together. And right, I was right. thinking we need to videotape this and post it up on YouTube because this is one of those hilarious moments where, you know, like two hours later, you're still struggling. <laughs> there has to be a better way. <laughs> Um, but this is opposed as opposed to, you know, like physically making a structure. So this is supposed to be pre-made and you're just supposed to slot it together and Hmm. it's not working as easily. I'm really curious how this is all going to turn out. It's going to be such a weird change for me. I mean, I've been with you for a while now and it's like, I'm just so used to the old basement. It is funny though, that I believe that you were saying that your parents, your mom had her bridal photos on that staircase in the basement, and then you basically replicated it, correct? Uh, they had their rehearsal dinner and then had pictures with people uh, in the basement. She never did photos in that house. Okay. I did photos in that house. I thought you were trying to imitate exactly what she had done or something. No, I just wanted to capture the The carpet. beauty of the basement to, yeah. your, to your mother's Yeah, and core. it just happened that lining up on the stairs was a nice picture. Yeah, so it exists there, at least in our photo album. We can mm-hmm. share that with our future children. And mm-hmm. like, grandma used to have this colored. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They'll probably want it back because it was orange and cool. 
<laughs> sure. Orange is cool, yes. <laughs> Just like the band Field Processor. Whoa. Segway, maybe. I don't know. Field Processor has a new podcast. That's what I've been up to recently. Uh, we usually start our show with yeah, what, what we've been up to. So um, it's been a couple of weeks again, and uh, we have a topic that I want to get into, but we'll, we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, it's been pretty busy with the band. I published a new episode. It was pretty cool. I went for something very different this time. Um, I went with an instrumental episode. Yeah. And, and that was a weird exploration. And, and the reason it actually happened was completely by accident. Um, one of the weeks that we were recording, I don't know if this was also on like live like on Twitch, but apparently the microphones were not recorded at all. So it's not like we did a session intentionally instrumental. It's just huh. that the vocals were not recorded. And the funny thing is I was listening to it many, many weeks later where I'm looking for material for our podcast. And uh, I'm like, Steph, there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no voices <laughs> in this episode. Like, where, mm -hmm. did, you, did we not sing or did we forget to record it? Like, where, where did they go? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, sure enough, it's, it was... There was no way to recover that because it just, I guess they weren't armed or whatever. I find that strange, personally. I don't know how that kind of mistake happens, uh, <laughs> but whatever. Like, could you imagine us doing an episode and being like, oh, mm -hmm. we never actually recorded our voices at all. Like, it seems like you would notice those things. But um, listening to it again, I was like, ah, these are actually kind of cool tunes. But the other thing is, I don't know what songs these are. They, like, almost all seem new. Um, with exception to a couple. So it, it was a neat experiment, and I liked it enough, and I was listening to it so many times. Like, this could be its own episode, like a soundtrack almost. Mm -hmm. And I was enjoying listening to it as I was uh, doing work or going on the commute. Um, so I thought, I'm just going to share this. I'm going to share this with people who are subscribed to the Field Processor podcast because I thought it was neat. So that's what the latest episode is. Boom. Very cool. So no robots. No robots. Uh, yeah. See, I was thinking about putting them mm -hmm. in too, like, because that's something I can do, but uh, they just, I don't know. It just, it existed well on its own. So I gave the robots a break and I gave our voices a break, I guess. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, check it out, folks out there, philprocessor.com. Mm-hmm. So how about you? What have you been up to in the last couple of weeks? Uh, a lot of preparing for my uh, dissertation defense. Uh, so it's coming up a little over a week away now, um, and I've just been uh, working on my presentation, you know, sat down with my prof to hammer out some details a little bit. He's very good at putting stories together, and especially for this kind of audience where I'm going to have um, professors there and um, people who may not be familiar with science. And it was just really important. And I have so much data from my dissertation that I can't possibly put everything into a half hour presentation. So he's just like, you just got to get to like the main points. What was the main thing that we were trying to do? And sometimes I can lose that focus where I'm just like, well, there's all these cool things that we were doing um, that we always talk about. And he's like, yeah, but what was like the first main thing? So trying to get that uh, sort of message across and then... Um, He's always saying, I, Diane, I'm old. I can't read that. What? You got to make it brighter. You got different color. Why, why would you use that color? <laughs> really? Yeah, sometimes. So there's an, there's an importance to color coding it? 
Um, well, you would appreciate this as a designer yeah. because he likes slides that are back, uh, black background. Okay. And I've gotten used to using a black background and just some colors like, uh, red can mm -hmm. look, they seem to stand out, but they don't stand out as well as like, um, neon green or neon yellow or white. Right. Um, it's and even, contrast. yeah, it's contrast. And I had a lot of, you know, I had a lot of white text and he's like, can we just make this different color? It's a different point. Can, mm -hmm. we, can we make this bigger? Look, look at all the space that you have. Let's make this bigger. Um, so yeah, just things like that. That's things that that's interesting because, um, that's actually an accessibility feature where you can, um, at least on Macs, I know for sure you can go into the settings and, uh, for people who have poor vision, you can have it on like an inverted mode basically. Um, because a lot of, you know, websites or whatever, general designs, it's usually black text on white paper. Mm -hmm. But for some reason with these uh, accessibility features, it's a black background with the white text. So maybe people can see it better. Another side um, fact, by the way, if I can yeah. just continue for a second. <laughs> I always say access accessibility, but recently I've been in a couple of meetings with some pretty high ranking people and they always say accessibility. Have you ever heard of that? No, I call it accessibility. Accessibility. I've heard accessibility. I've heard it a few times, and then I started doing it uh, a couple times after because uh -huh. it, it like kind of clicked with me. You ever have that? I guess it's kind of like schedule or schedule, but <laughs> I don't know if there's a right way to do it, but I've heard it a few times now, and I'm like, which is the right way now? That's weird. I always thought it was... Um, like access? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just opened up a whole can of worms right there, but there you yeah. go. Sorry if I stole, totally stirred your conversation <laughs> off, though. But I did want to share that fun little uh, Yeah, that bit. is really random. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Been working on my thesis, been working on the presentation, and been um, training some folks because technically at York we had fall reading days or fall study days. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of the um, new students in the lab didn't have to TA, didn't have to go to class. So we had some free days, so took that opportunity to do a couple of different techniques, um, which seemed to work. So that was cool. So I worked with some different people. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's pretty much it. Oh, and started playing Frisbee. Uh, again, indoor season has started inside the dome. And uh, first game was against my brother's team. And a friend of mine plays on that team, too. So... You were playing against your fun. brother? I was playing against my brother. Whoa. It's real confusing because people are like, who's covering Kishi? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm on the sideline. <laughs> also, more confusing is his team had a Diane. There's two Dianes in this oh, league and goodness. she's super nice and awesome. Um, but they're always like, no, Diane's got it. Diane's got it. And I'm like, I've got what? What do I have? What, what's happening? And it was So all those names confusing. are your name. That's confusing. Yeah. So yeah. Confusing. The fun has started. The dissertation is going. It's all good. Awesome. Um, so something else that has kept me very busy for the last couple of weeks is I, I picked up this new game. It was on sale. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not, I guess it's sem somewhat new. It came from February of this year. Um, and it's called Persona. Persona 5, actually. Fifth in the series. So you would ask me at the end of last episode, t talk about this cool new game. And I was like, mm -hmm. I think I need to make some notes and maybe... Uh, I don't know, turn it into a topic maybe. So mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're going to entertain the idea of talking about persona as our uh, subject for today. Well, it's been occupying a lot of your time. You <laughs> seem to be enjoying it very much. 
So I feel like it should like what honestly would you say if we were going to talk about what have you done this past week? I know. And that's, I'm actually starting to think it's consuming my life in a weird way, which is kind of scary. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where to begin. I, I made some points. So maybe I'll just go with what I have here. Sure. Um, well, do you want to, is there any, at any point, do you explain like what the game is and the concept? Yeah, that's maybe part three. Okay. Well then maybe go with however you think it should start. <laughs> But what I was going to do is, first of all, just like sort of talk about the culture. Like uh, one cool. of the interesting things about uh, this year is uh, if you were following any of the websites that I always watch, uh, a lot of people are saying 2017 is the best year for video games of all time. What? And I was like, that's a crazy statement. Yes. Um, but I mean, just this, just this year, I mean, and I've talked about it on the podcast. I was playing a game called Horizon. It was really mm-hmm. quite cool with the female protagonists and the bows and the robot dinosaurs. Uh, I played this Yakuza game, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not sure what my favorite game of the year is yet. Um, and then uh, Persona came out, which has been really, really good. But another thing that happened this year is the Switch came out, right? Yes. So The Legend of Zelda is everyone's on track for game of the year but then on friday a new mario game came out and it's like getting perfect tens as well so add to that there's a couple others there's this near game uncharted came out this year i don't really care about them but i gave it a go resident evil whatever all the big hitters the call of duties and all that are coming out this year and apparently it's just been a a bunch of critical successes tons of good stuff out yeah those are well-known names all coming out. Yeah, so it's been a, a big a big hit of a year, and I think I think the Switch is really what changed it up because, you know, you'll get some cool games on PlayStation and cool games on Xbox, but now we have Nintendo back and better than ever, so I think that's really added to it. Um, but more than anything, a lot of those games that I'm mentioning are actually Japanese-developed games, <laughs> and it's been a real return to, uh, I guess... Like, way back when I first started really liking video games, like the Super Nintendo era, Japanese development was what video games was. Like, there weren't really American companies doing it or European companies. They started to grow and become more popular after um, the early 90s. But the old school first video games, it's like, it's about Japanese, right? Mm -hmm. And they used to just dominate. Certainly, when Nintendo was dominating, they were... Uh, one of the clear, I don't know, celebrities of the industry. So in that way, that's the other cool thing about uh, this year in particular, right? I mentioned, uh, you know, Nintendo, Zelda, Mario, Mm -hmm. but also Yakuza and certainly Persona 5. Persona 5 is an incredibly Japanese game. (laughs) You couldn't get more Japanese than this game. And what I found really interesting about it is it's not like trying to pretend it's not like taking place in Tokyo. You know how uh, like if you're watching Batman, it's in Gotham City and Mm -hmm. it's like it's New York like Mm -hmm. or uh, Metropolis, Metropolis, what? There we go. Metropolis (laughs) for Superman is a New York like and it's like so if. Superman and Batman go to each other's cities. Which one's New York, right? Who knows? Um, But yeah, the twist is with Persona, it takes place in Tokyo, and it is very obviously Tokyo. Okay. Um, 
one of the cool things is you get to ride the subway in Tokyo. And it's the real subway with the real subway stop names. So, like, by playing this game, I've learned where to get to uh, some famous locations. So oh, cool. if we ever do a trip. You're, like, all set. It's like, hey, I know some of these locations now. Mm-hmm. Um, I double-checked it on Google mm-hmm. just to see. But, uh, obviously, uh, some famous places in uh, Japan include Akihabara. Have you ever heard of this place? No, you can pretty much assume I've not heard of any place. Well, you are a very good half-Japanese person to know so much of your culture. Well, you know, (laughs) we came to a country that basically decided we were enemies of the state, so it wasn't exactly popular to express our culture. That's a good point. (laughs) But we all love sushi now. Yes. (laughs) Um, Akihabara actually is kind of a funny place. Um, It's where... uh, the geeks and nerds have basically taken over a section of the city. Oh, okay. Um, they call it otaku culture. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially a place where, yeah, you will find a ton of retro video game shops, but also like action figures and all that super nerdy, geeky stuff. And also some really weird stuff like made cafes and stuff like that. Which I guess you don't know what that is either. <laughs> Girls dress up in funny costumes. I think I have heard of those. Yeah. Possibly in Aziz Ansari's book. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of a shrine. The, okay. I believe it's the Meiji Jingu. Uh, the problem is I might be butchering some of these tra- uh, pronunciations, and I apologize, I apologize for that. But M-E-I-J-I is a shrine, and you actually mm-hmm. can go to the shrine to pray and uh, improve your spirituality and things like that in this game. So it's kind of neat. Um. And actually, I'm near the uh, end of the game, and I believe it's going to take place in what they call the diet building, which is a new thing I'm learning about. Okay. And I, like you, I'm, I was initially perplexed, but I believe the diet building is, I guess, their biggest building in Tokyo. Okay. I'll need to look that up to double check that. But hmm. um, yeah, that's what it sounds like right now. So I think it's a company name. So much like we would have a Coca-Cola building. Right, yeah. It's not like four diets. It's, it's oh, That's yeah. like one of their companies there. <laughs> um, some other fun culture things I've learned about uh, is some of their culture. Um, as you know, there's a very different way of communicating or sort of showing respect to people in general Japanese culture. That's mm-hmm. something that you would say has carried on for your family, right? Mm-hmm. So have you ever heard of um, addressing people with, they're sort of like single syllabic um, words after saying their last name? Well, mm-hmm. we'll start here, first of all. And they don't usually address people by their first name. It's usually by last name, by family name. Mm-hmm. Familiar with that? And then you'll also get things like, so for you being Kishi, uh, you would be like Kishi-chan. Have yeah. you heard of that? Have you... Do you remember me telling the story about my how my grandfather always used to call us Dayan-san? There you go. Yeah, yeah and San, there's Chan and Kun and all mm-hmm. that. So it's like, yeah. that's cool. I learned all about that. Mm-hmm. Those honorifics are called. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like Senpai, right? S-E-N-P-A-I. And I always wondered what that was. And that apparently just means, loosely translated, it means like a senior. Okay. But it's not like to say just someone who's older. It also can mean someone who has like a... Uh, senior social status to you. 
Oh, okay. Right? So that mm-hmm. gets into like teacher or boss mm-hmm. or, yeah, someone who's in uh, a higher grade level than you. So that's all kind of been interesting, learning about that, because um, thankfully, like in, in old video games and also the Persona series, there's a, there's some fun videos on YouTube about how the first Persona game was uh, localized, and they like changed all of the names like Yosuke and Tenkai, Taniki or whatever to like John, Dave, really? Bill, and like instead of them being in Tokyo, it's like they're at New York and they're buying burgers and they even made one of their characters black. Like it's very weird. Okay. So uh, that's actually quite a funny uh, video to watch about what happens with localization. Um, but this one now, and I, I think they've been around long enough, actually this is 20 years of this game being developed, which is crazy. I did not realize it was that long. Yeah. It says in the intro when I load it up, 20 years of Persona. So um, they're really embracing uh, Japanese culture. And I'm glad that the localizers who bring it to the other countries are also sharing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else I have here. So obviously there's the foods, sushi, noodles, ramen, big things. Those are where I'm going out to. I'm not getting pizza. Although there is a burger place. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably very indicative also of their place. You can go to a McDonald's in Japan. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's better than America. Oh, really? Yeah, just because of the food quality Like where they can source in everything? In Japan. Oh, okay. No, no, I mean if just like the food industry, they have a higher uh, requirement, I guess. Oh, so, didn't know that. So garbage will not pass. Hmm. Um, yeah, so you learn a lot about Japanese culture, which I find very fun. So it's like I'm taking a trip to Tokyo, Japan for the price of $50. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So you can navigate a little bit. Yeah. If I can remember all the stop names because there's, you know, a lot of syllables. And if you can survive the subway because it's worse than ours. It is. It's very tight. <laughs> and I do love that they have that in the game too. Um, it's a very special occurrence if you actually get a seat in the subway. It gives you an opportunity to do some reading to improve your stats. Mm. Yeah. Basically, uh, Persona is a role-playing type game, and that means that you level up everything. Um, Role-playing games don't really mean anything anymore because every single game now has leveling up. Like, whether even if you're playing Call of Duty, you level up your guns now, so it's like, it doesn't really mean anything now Mm because everyone's got that. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool. So now onto the game itself. What Here is Persona about, right? I actually do like your logical flow of things. Okay. Carry on. Uh, Persona is a very bizarre and very Japanese game, as mentioned before. But the main concept or idea is sort of exploring who you are and whether you are wearing, I guess, a mask. Whether you're being yourself or you're being someone else. Or who your true Persona is. Um, and every one of the games are actually pretty much exactly the same it usually uh involves a protagonist that has moved from usually out of the country into the city and is going to the school as a new kid it's always like a high school sitting too Mm -hmm. so you're going to high school during the day and then something happens and you awake an inner persona within you which is like summoning a demon And then you get to go into the shadow world where you take your shadow demon and fight other shadow demons. That's the basic idea of it. Okay. Um, But through time, this has allowed them to explore 
some pretty weird psychedelic meta ideas. Um, so for this one, it allows them to basically break into people's brains and explore usually terrible people. Like they usually go into terrible people's minds and try to see if they can get a change of heart is what they're trying to do. Okay. Interesting. Um, so because of this, another thing with this game is they tackle issues that uh, most media and especially video games never try to tackle some pretty sensitive material. Um, you certainly won't get this in Hollywood movies or any kind of pop culture, I guess like pop songs won't talk about it either. But uh, it is interesting that this game is actually quite highly rated and is doing very well and performing very well. And it's quite popular, but it's not dealing with themes that you normally would associate with popular media. Right. So just to give you an idea, it dealt with, Suicide, uh, mm -hmm. parental suicide as well, so orphans, uh, homosexual identity, copyright artistic authenticity, mm. uh, abuse from teachers okay. in, uh, in uh, school, as well as sexual abuse from a teacher to a student okay. are That's all topics that have occurred so far in this, uh, in this game. So it's kind of like, well, this is exciting to, to play a game where you fight the bad guy. But these bad guys are like, whoa, this is kind of like a real world, terrible scenario, sort of. Mm -hmm. And uh, it kind of gives you that extra motivation to learn more and also just to resolve it, right? Because it's like you're fighting someone to improve their personality. And it's kind of like going beyond just the... I'm going to go bang, bang, get the bad guys, right? Yeah, you definitely. Um, and it kind of raises that interesting idea of who your true self is. Like, it, are they doing something terrible by changing someone's personality because they were doing terrible things? Or are they actually heroes for, let's say, get, getting a rapist to change their ways, right? So it kind of is a weird conundrum to think about. That goes pretty deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. Also, when you're um, going to school, you will learn just basic interesting facts around the world. And oh. I was especially uh, blown away when a topic came up that I talked about in the Field Processor podcast. Okay. Because every time I do the Field Processor podcast, I sometimes like to do um, like history lessons yep. with the robots. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the sixth episode, I did one all about like robot history. So I learned from doing the research for that about the first time the word robot was invented. And that was one of the questions in Persona. And it was like about the Czech playwright who first came up with the term robota, which became robot. So boom, got that question right. And my knowledge skill went up. <laughs> Level up. Ding. <laughs> I was like, that was cool. So uh, yeah, very, very neat. Um, what else to touch on? That's, that's pretty much everything from my notes. Um, I don't know. Do you have any questions? Why is it taking me so long to play it? Um, no, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not concerned about how long it takes. I think normally when you're playing a game this long and this intensely, mm -hmm. you're done by now. Yeah. And it is, it's very, very long. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, there are other games you wish would go on and on 
forever because you enjoy them. Yeah, like The Witcher. Mm-hmm. That's the only other game probably that has been as long as this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are certain, like, what particular components are you really liking about this game? So there's one thing that's great and terrible about it at the same time. <laughs> and the reason it is so long and captivating is uh, they have the, the game runs on a calendar year system. And what I mean by that is your character wakes up in the morning and is like, I got to go to school. Then you go to school and then you do something at school. Then you're off school. It's like you get to choose what activities you do after school. And then it's like, it's the evening. What do you want to do for the evening? And then repeat it again. And then repeat it again, repeat it again. But mm-hmm. then you also combine in the, we have to take care of this sexual assault person and change his heart or whatever by the end of next week or uh, they're going to get away with it or something, right? Yeah. So then it puts a timeline on the story. So you're constantly like, oh, I got to work towards that. And that's how you kind of get stuck in that loop. Right. Because it grabs you. It's like, oh, I, I want to solve this. Right. So yes. I have to play the next seven days. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to sleep until I solve this. Mm. Right. So then you just play and you play and play it. Then the thing is you you beat that. And then it's like the next thing comes up and it's like, oh, my goodness, we need to do this in two weeks. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't have enough stuff to do this in two weeks. I got to get all this other stuff ready. So then it gets you in that loop. Right. I see. But then the problem is you're always like, I don't have enough time to do everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm getting close to the end of the game. And it's like, I, I'm not going to be able to do everything. I'm, I'm on a schedule here. It's like I have to almost like do what I do in real life. I have to plan out a schedule for my days. <laughs> and this is like, that's kind of annoying <laughs> and clever at the same time. Yes. And awesome. Yeah. Hmm. So they've done a very good job. One thing that they've really done well, um, and I'm obviously not trying to spoil or say anything about it, just in case anyone might get interested in it. But uh, one thing this game really excels at is with good storytelling, you kind of want a a general plot. And then within that plot, you can have a bunch of small stories. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of like a a good TV series would do that, where like the the first episode sort of hints that something really crazy is going on. And then usually by the finale, they'll resolve that. But then they need to write all the episodes in between. Mm -hmm. And they need to be fascinating and they need to somehow work with the main overarching uh, plot Mm -hmm. and uh, they've done a very good job with this game where I kind of know where we're trying to go to for the end. Um, But yeah, they keep injecting these time sensitive things that keep my attention and keep me playing. So it's not just like, Oh, it's going to take me a hundred hours to get to Mm -hmm. actually resolving this. So in that way, it's very clever. Uh, Yeah. Cool. Publisher, Atlas, they've made quite a few games I really like, like Dragon's Crown. Good stuff. Nice. And they're obviously doing well. Persona's been around for 20 years. They're doing fairly well. Um, I believe they actually got purchased by Sega recently. Oh, okay. Crazy enough. Hmm. And Sega's not doing that great, so I don't know how they even did it, so whatever. Anyway, that is, uh, that's my Persona talk. Hopefully that was fascinating to you. <laughs> it's just interesting to get more of a perspective, right? Because I just come home and you're playing Persona. Yeah. And then I go to bed and wake up and come home the next day and you're playing Persona. It grabbed me, man. Um, grabbed me hard. So yeah, just wanted to learn more about uh, about the story. And there'll be different times where you'll um, stop me and say, isn't this cool? Because like the menu will come up and it's all like big oh, and flashy yeah. and got all this like 
every single part of the game has been well thought out and goes together and Thank shows you. this Japanese style, right? Thank you for mentioning that. That I would be remiss to forget or mention that is also one of the most stylistic uh, games ever made that I've ever played. Mm-hmm. It's just visually... It's not that it's like beautiful, like uh, realistic or anything. It's very anime style, but uh, everything is really well animated. It's got the coolest menus. It's very colorful. And it's just like, yeah, just choosing an item is exciting. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> everything's just super animated and, mm-hmm. and great music too. Although I'm getting tired of the music because, you know, 100 hours of it. So Yeah. 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 But that's okay because now we got our sound system hooked up. Yeah. We've so been listening just, to uh, a lot yeah. of music. We started at A and we are at L. Mm-hmm. So, so that's I, fun. That's like halfway through my entire music collection. That's yep. pretty crazy. Yeah. Maybe by next time we'll have hit Z. Do we have any Zs? I don't know. I, I know we have a Y. Yeah. Shout out to Yard Trip. Nice. Boom. All right. Well, I feel pretty good about that. I feel like this has been like the absolute opposite of whenever you do like your science episodes. Exactly. (laughs) Next episode will be about yarn. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Don't yawn. It's about yarn. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I guess that concludes this episode. If, uh, what? Nothing. Okay. (laughs) If uh, anyone would like to uh, ask any questions or share any stories about something they've been doing recently, please send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. And we've already mentioned Field Processor and the awesome stuff that they're doing. But yeah, check them out, fieldprocessor.com. Perfect. So until next time, take one more for the road.